Howdy friend, welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host, R.P. Smith. I'm looking forward to being in the western part of the state this evening. I have been invited to present at St. Peter's Lutheran Church, which is located 12 and a half miles south of Hay Springs on Highway 87. The program is scheduled to start at 6.30. This trip will have me traveling our state from border to border in the same week. Beth went with me to Omaha for my final set of x-rays. The surgeon sent word that everything looked good, and his assistant even took a look at my ankle that had taken a kick while I was loading cattle on trucks on Tuesday. I was up on the fence, and the young cow showed an amazing ability for accuracy. If I'd been standing on the ground, I sure could have gotten hurt. The surgical assistants agreed with my assessment that if I could still sort of walk and could wiggle my toes, it probably wasn't broken. So as soon as I can walk normally again, I can resume regular activities. I doubt there's an activities guide anywhere that lifts loading 200 head of livestock onto semi-trucks as something someone on any kind of medical prohibition should be doing. But that is how the day was going to work the best. And other than me not being able to move without pain, the day went pretty well. While I was west of Oconto loading trucks, three generations of Smiths and a neighbor were driving the rest of the herd south and the mission of reuniting all of the Pinecrest cattle on one pivot of corn stalks was accomplished. Apparently the blind spot on our current vehicle is larger than some that I have driven. My apologies to the drivers in Omaha that made me aware of this, but four county plates and a cowboy hat should serve as warning that you might need to drive defensively. I'm certain that I will not hear nearly as many horns honking between Alliance and Myra Flats on Sunday afternoon. I had a request for a poem at the Comstock Cowboy Poetry Gathering and I could not get it all pulled up from my memory bank. So that means it's time for us to revisit the Ballad of Bud's Bunny. Near the east coast of Nebraska, in a town they call West Point, the round table in the 70s was a quiet little joint where the local cattle feeders came to load up on caffeine. The world situation had the boys feeling pretty lean. Seems some Mideast desert dwellers that were really raising heck had gotten organized and formed a group they call OPEC. This was causing some distress on the cattle feeding scene because those camel jockeys had jacked up the price of gasoline. How would these feeders fuel the caddy, let alone a cattle truck? when the price of go juice was headed to the north side of a buck. And just when the boys thought things couldn't get much worse, one of their own became proactive, and it made the others curse. Bud went AWOL in his efforts to beat the fuel-spending habit when he snuck down to Omaha and bought a Volkswagen diesel rabbit. As if it wasn't bad enough to spend money outside of Cumming County, buying an undernourished foreign rig brought talk of bunny bounty. Carrots were left on his front seat. They called his garage the hutch, mounted a set of rabbit ear antenna, which Bud didn't like too much. But the hazing that was dealt out from these men who smelled of silage seemed of very little solace when 
Bud was bragging about his mileage. He was a whiz at record-keeping, and he'd let his comrades know how that fuel-sippin' Jack had gotten him to Broken Bow, then turned around and brought him back with fuel in the tank, leaving his budget in the black and his money in the bank. Dark clouds were brewing over steaming coffee mugs as fuming farmer feeders spawned a plot against old bugs. The devious plan developed by the round table rank and file was to help that waskel wabbit reach for the extra mile. For coffee at the cafe, one guy each day was late. And while Bud was in a bragging how his mileage was so great, his rabbit was being supplemented with fuel from the farm. They would add a couple gallon and could not see the harm in enhancing Bud's enthusiasm for his compact little mount. They even found someone to top his tank on the Ogallala route, and they were smiling with him as he proudly would expound miles per gallon over 200 on his cattle buying round. Bud had swallowed the hook. His pals gave the line a jerk. Each morning at the round table, one of them would go to work making withdrawals, not deposits, from the rabbit's fuel tank. Bud's mood would soon get blacker than the coffee that he drank. The despot of the feedlot had found a way to win with diesel fuel on their breath and face split in a grin. Bud soon pinned the rabbit, mostly out of fear, he was going further on a gallon with his hundred-horse John Deere. Bud no longer tipped the waitress, started passing on cattle deals, parked the rabbit in the shed, and rode an ATV that had three wheels. His pals tried to console him. It's not so bad as all of that. But the joke had gone too far when he registered as Democrat. This prompted a full confession. They invited Bud back to the fold. Bud admitted he had it coming and gladly came in from the cold. Friendships were renewed, but to avoid any future trap, Bud ordered his new Lincoln with a locking fuel cap. Thanks for riding along on Homegrown this morning. Hoping that the Lord blesses you real good today, that he is raining on your place and that our happy trails cross again soon. I'm R.P. Smith.